0: Good to see you guys. Uh, I see a uh, familiar face in the back. Uh, He's, uh, everyone turn around. That man over there, do you guys know his name? He's uh, been in the army. Uh, How long has it been now, Yoma? Four months. And uh, he's looking good. He's looking slim. Let's just welcome him back. Yeah, yeah. He's one of our student leaders. All right. uh, Good evening, everybody. Good evening, KU, everyone. KU Pride. Can you show us some KU Pride up in here? Yeah? All right, all right, that's good, that's good. Yonsei, <laughs> right. Yonsei! All right, all right. As as you guys know, um, my name is David Han, uh, and I'm a staff here at Emmaus Campus, like uh, Misande shared. Uh, I've been with Emmaus for about, uh, this is my third semester, yeah. My first two were at Yonsei, and now I'm at KU, and... Uh, I'm loving KU, for real. I love KU. I love you guys. I love everything that, just a vibrant, uh, you know, just the feel that you guys carry. It's different from Yonsei, you know. And so I, I'm really, um, yeah, just I, I'm really enjoying this semester. Not that I didn't enjoy the past two. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. But, you know, it's a new season. And God continues to bring new things in my life where, you know, I, I understand, man, like, I need to appreciate. I need to appreciate these things. So um, yeah, just a little bit about myself. I'm from New York. Uh, Anybody here from New York? No, right? Oh, Man, come on. All right. Well, I'm from New York. Uh, Sometimes you can see by my uh, stat, like the way my tendencies. I sometimes like act real ghetto. So if it comes out a little bit of if it comes out, excuse me, it's it's just ingrained in me, you know. And so um, yeah, just bear with it. If you don't understand, just say you don't understand. Put your hand up. You're like, I don't understand. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, uh, like I said, I've been here in Korea. I came here around 2012 uh, and it's been already, wow, it's 2015 already, man. Time flies and man, God has just been uh, really stirring up a lot of things in my life and really breaking a lot of uh, just old mindsets and really renewing my mind and renewing my heart. And I'm just really excited to have this privilege and honor to really share what God's just speaking to me just uh, these past two weeks, but also, um, yeah, just like this past weekend. Who here uh, went to the retreat? Hands up. Most of you, I think. Who was not able to make it to the retreat? It's okay. Be proud. It's all right. It's all right. Well, let me just tell you, just because you weren't at the retreat doesn't mean that you missed out, all right? I just want to tell you, you didn't miss out, all right? The the fruit that's overflowing, the the things that we really experience, it's not just for us. Like, Masandi was sharing about what testimonies are, you know? It's not just me here bragging about, oh, God did this, God did this for me, you know, it's there to share, we're blessed to be a blessing, amen, amen, you know, and so, I hope you guys had a great weekend, I know two of my boys, my family, they went to the boo, how was the boo, how boo's on, sorry, boo's on, how was Busan? it was good, yeah, okay, it didn't sound like it was good, it was good, um, but yeah, I mean, for those of you who went to the church wide, man, it was such a powerful time. Amen? Did you guys have a wonderful time? Yeah? Man, come on. You guys got to be stronger than that. You guys? Yeah, come on. All right, we just came back, guys. All right? All right? Um, but yeah, I mean, seriously, to see uh, six of our church uh, campuses across New Philly in Seoul, Busan, Australia, and four of our amazed campuses coming together and worshiping and really just praising God and just seeing how God moves through that, that's so powerful. You know, it really was so powerful and so meaningful. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just want to say that, you know, we're back. We're back, but the best has yet to come. Do you believe that? The best has yet to come. It's not just when at retreats God shows up powerfully. That's that's a lie. I don't know who started that. Like, oh, only retreats, that's when God moves powerfully. And when we come back, it's like, oh, I just have to adjust my life to what the norm is. But what's the norm? You know, that's not the norm. And so, you know, really, um, I'm just really, like I said, I'm privileged and honored to really share the word with you today. And so, um, yeah, just, um, yeah, I mean, I I can't even get the different things that happened, you know, this past weekend, you know. And so I'm excited to kind of uh, go along with kind of what God was speaking to me. And so, you know, before... And go into the word today. I just want to pray for us. So let me just close our eyes. Yeah, Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for each and every person here, individually, personally, God. And I thank you, God, that, man, you are a powerful God who really chooses to speak, who chooses to listen, who chooses to really um, just come to us in a place of freedom, you know. And you've really poured out your spirit upon each and every person today, God. And so, Lord, I just pray uh, that you really work. Just through uh, the message that you have for me, God, through me, God, I just pray that you really, really encourage and strengthen each and every person today, Lord. So, Lord, won't you just come with power, and we thank you, Lord, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Now, you know, we came back from the retreat, most of us, right? Um, and so I just decided, you know, when I think of the word retreat, what do you guys think about? When you think about the word retreat, let's just make it a communicating thing, you know? I don't want it to be like all me preaching, preaching, like, Lecture, all right. But what do you guys think of when you think of the word retreat? Okay, extravagant worship, schedule. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, that's true. Anything else? What else? Hmm. Okay, I like that definition. All right, there you go. I'm gonna stop right there because she just uh, came to what I was gonna say. So I looked it up just to show you guys that uh, I prepared. I'm prepared. All right, just to look it up. You know, because uh, it's funny because uh, today was so hectic for me. So after the retreat yesterday. I had to come early for a wedding, right? For a family wedding. And so I left uh, 9 a.m. Uh, yesterday on the bus and then, like, spending time with family. But I didn't know anybody at the wedding. So I was, I mean, it's like my mom's side. All right, just to make it short. My mom's side of the family, you know? So I was just there, like, saying, like, oh, hello, hello, uh, yeah. Uh, and I said congratulations to the husband, and but I don't, he doesn't even know me. I don't know him, so I was like, yeah, you know, I was just there, you know? And then even today, waking up, Man, it was it was a long day, but man, something I don't know something really hit my heart today. Where I was like, man, I'm I'm excited. I, obviously, it's because I'm you know giving the word, but I just felt this antsiness, this this jitteriness. Not because I'm nervous, but I get this um, you know when I play basketball. Uh, for those of you guys, I, I'll share. But uh, I came to Korea for basketball, um, and whenever I play basketball before I, before I start a game, like I get this like it's not this nervousness or anxiousness, but it's like excited to play. I'm ready. Like, it's not like, oh shoot, I'm scared of the opponent. But it's like, I'm just ready. And I get a little nervous, I guess, but you know, I, I felt the same antsiness when I came today. Uh, but it was more of an excitement, you know? And uh, anyway, let me just, uh, I kind of sidetracked. But anyway, let's look at the definition, alright? So it says retreat from, from Merriam Webster definition, described it as uh, the usually forced withdrawal of troops from an enemy or from an advanced position. Or an act or process of withdrawing, especially from what is difficult, dangerous, or disagreeable. And another one is a, a period of group withdrawal for a prayer, meditation, study under, uh, or instruction under a director. And so, you know, just like uh, Catherine said, you know, when I when I'm thinking about retreats, you know, I think of an army, right? And I think, man, armies when they retreat during battle, what do you guys think about? Okay, they're running away. What else? Usually, you think that oh, we're losing, so we're retreating, right? And you know, it can mean a few things. It can mean that the enemy is too strong, right? And they're and they're coming back. It can mean that they're losing resources, right? Men, ammunition, tools, different things. They're running out of stuff, you know, or the enemy has more momentum yeah? and they're pushing and they're currently like overtaking more ground. I guess you can say, right, in a battle, right? And um, but you know, did you also know that you know? Retreats are also a form of tactical operations, meaning like their strategy. When there's, a, when there's a war, when there's a battle, the other side can also use retreat as a, as a time to like consolidate forces to come together, to occupy more ground and to make an ambush, right? So sometimes, you know, it's like that. And, but but that requires discipline, you know. Like making an ambush requires discipline. You can't just do it like all oh, like oh I'm, you know, I'm all over the place. It requires discipline, you know. And so, you know, in warfare, in battle, the long-term strategy, it's, it's the defeat of the enemy, right? Whether you lose a small battle or not, like, in the end, you want to win the entire war, right? And so, you know, what I was thinking was, like, man, what's the opposite of retreat? You know, because, you know, I took the term of, yeah, we, like Catherine said, we went to a retreat away from distractions, away from everything, away from school, away from work, away from family, away from friends, things that we're used to, right? And we go into a place where it's quite new could say where you know you're just in a place where you're doing one thing right and i was like, like man, man what's, what's the that opposite that? then of retreat
1: because when we oh, come back many
0: times, times whenever people go to retreats they come to, to, to a place to of, of all right like i'm good i'm good but we run out we run out of gas or like retreats are only it only happens at retreats things but when we come back like i need to just come back i need to just be normal you know and my life is going to look like that always she's going to be back and forth, back and forth. But that's a lie, first of all. I just want to say that's a lie, you know. And so the opposite of retreat is to, what, advance, to go forward, right, to advance. You know, it's time to move forward, you know, to go in a process where, of developing, you know, to make progress, you know. And so, you know, before, you know, I go into the Word, I kind of want to do a little bit of activity. And so. Do you guys receive the emails from Mayus a lot? Yeah, right? And so they put on my intro, like, I guess, that I have a a love for food and a a love for, what did you guys say? Uh, Basketball. Yeah, obviously I came for basketball and entrepreneurship, right? And so um, just because I'm relational, I like to be relational, and I want uh, to share things that I love with you guys, um, I just want to do a little bit of an activity, okay? You guys cool with that? You guys good? You guys ready to, you know, get a little bit... Active, not just, you know, alright? Give me one second. I'm going to go get what I brought, alright? Inside this trash can, should I speak in this? You guys speak in this? Okay, man, alright. Inside this trash can, right? I have a trash can here for podcast purposes. I have a trash can. You want to give me a Oh, you hold it for me. Oh, wow. Thank you, Johnny. Ooh, give a hand for Johnny. <laughs> okay, so I have a basketball here, all right? I have a small basketball. I, just, I got it for my pre-K. I'm a pre-K teacher right now, too. Well, I don't teach anymore, but yes. Anyway, I brought a basketball. I stole it just for today. So I'm just going to throw it up. Somebody catch it. Oh. Oh, oh. oh, that was a bad throw. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, you got it? Rose got it. Okay, now I got some paper here. Obviously, I don't have more than one basketball, so I'm just going to crumple it up start doing just catch all right john you want all right just hold that all right. All right, crumble a bunch of paper all right nice catch all right i see you i see you all right man i need to go around all right. Pull it up. Okay, just give me one second. Now, I have a can here. Well, obviously, you guys know what I'm going to ask you to do, right? Right? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up where you can see it. I can't, I'm not gonna hold it. Uh, you can stand up from wherever you are, and I want you to try to shoot it in the basket. Okay, one at a time, one at a time. All right. So if you stand up, that means you're ready. All right. Go, go for it, go for it Go for it, come on, come on Cheer, come on, come on, you can do it Whoa Okay, hey, one after the other Come on, let's go, let's go, whoever has one Good try, good try, try. all right A little too strong there Okay, not bad, not bad me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Revenge, huh? No. Huh? No, no. Where, from where you are. From where you are. Oh. Ah. Ah. Okay. Everybody, that's everybody? Okay. Now, obviously, what do you... All right. Who got it in? Nobody got it in, okay? That's fine. I'm not judging you, okay? Uh... But let's just make some observations, okay? Whoever threw the paper balls, what was your, what was it? Obviously, you have only one chance, but how was it? Give me some details of what the paper felt like, whatever, anything. Was it pa- Give me your excuses, that's what I mean. Was it, I'm too far, or whatever. The air, okay. What else, what else? It's the air's fault. Hands up, anybody. Yes, just yell it out. Too light. Okay. 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 Good. Good. All right. Good. So obviously, you know, we have some observations. The paper was not heavy enough. Some air. I don't know where the air conditioning is strong, so it gets pushing the. You know, uh, some people can say, "Oh, it was so I'm far away." Right? I'm far away. Um, but all these to say, right? This is just a way to say that. Your circumstances are never going to be perfect, right are they are they always going to be perfect i 'm going to come to God when they 're perfect when i 'm ready i 'm going to come to God when I have all these things ready, then I will come and you can use me God isn't that how we think sometimes like oh i can't i can't come yet because uh i'm struggling with this until like i i'm halfway there then i 'll come or i'm too busy uh and you start making excuses, you know? And so, what if I were to tell you... Obviously, you know, you were doing it all by yourselves, one by one. But what if I were to tell you that you can strategize? That you can move around? You can... as long, Let's say I made an imaginary line, you know? You can move around. You can pass the ball, right? You can't, like, move from your seat, but you can pass the ball to other people. Would it be a little bit easier, maybe? Yes? Right? And so... You know, before I go into anything, I I have a short clip for you guys, and so Sam, why don't you just put that up? Obviously, I like basketball. Wait, hold the hold the pause that pause that pause that. Where's where's the music? Is it gonna come out? Actually, check. I don't know how the good the music is, it might, uh, but okay. Anyway, just let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Go. Pretty good. Impressive. Terrific ball movement. Ending with a three pointer. Mills pumps his fist. There's the spurs right back within one. shoot that ball all right all right all right thanks you Sam thank you Sam all right so watching this clip what did you guys see what were your observations even if you don't know basketball what were your observations okay teamwork what else tall big what good confused enemy all right I see you're going deeper into all right that's cool that's cool all right so let me just give you a little bit of background all right before I go into it okay that team the great they they're the San Antonio Spurs they're from te- they're in Texas right and they i'm just going to give you a bit of little statistics all right so just bear with me if you don't know basketball it's okay i'm about to teach you basketball and uh, yeah maybe you'll like it all right all right in their 38 nba seasons since 1976 to 1977 the spurs have won 20 division titles they have made the playoffs which means like to go into win the championships in, the, in 24 out of the last 25 seasons since 1990. And they've missed the playoffs only four times since entering the NBA. Now, they have five championships, six conference titles, and most recently, last year, they were the NBA champions. Um, now, obviously, you can see that this is a team that knows how to win, right? As you can see, uh, just with the teamwork, with the unselfish basketball, right? Now. You know, the, the the Spurs, they're known for, you know, like I said, awesome chemistry, teamwork, unselfish basketball. You know, they take average to about good players, and they make them great. And They make them to a great team. Okay? So, I mean, not to say that they don't have star players, but they have a lot of just good role players, average players. And they make them and combine them into chemistry, and they make a really good team. And a lot of it is from the coach. So you didn't see the coach, but his name is Greg... I'm going to say Greg Popovich. I'm teaching you some NBA basketball stuff today. Good. All right. Now, he's going to be going, he's known as one of the, if not best coaches, regardless of the sport. He will go down as one of the most, you know? You know, but before all that momentum, that victory, you know, he started somewhere. He had a humble beginning. So before even the NBA, he worked at a small college. so in college basketball back in America we have three divisions d1 d2 d3 d3 is the lowest of the lowest and he went to he went to a school called uh, Pomona pitzer okay and he coached there and his first season his team won how many games two games out of I don't even know how many college games there are but uh, yeah they won two games during that whole season okay <clears throat> now knowing all this how many would have you know, if you were in his shoes, how many of you would have believed in yourself to say, man, I'm good at this. I'm good at coaching with that two win You know, contrary to what the evidence says, what the natural says, I'm good. You know, perhaps, do you think he saw the fruit of his labor in the beginning? No. He won two games, right? He applied to different jobs to try to get to a professional level, and everyone just laughed at him. Are you kidding? What makes? Why would we choose you? You know, you know, and and, and at that moment, you know, he didn't. Like I said, he didn't see the fruit of his labor, you know, the things that he was sowing into. But before this, you know, the only thing that really took him from that place of going in the be- very beginning to where he is now, it was something that was inside of him, right? Like I guess you could say, uh, self-confidence or some force or inertia, you know. And so, well, if you guys have your Bible, why don't you guys turn to Ephesians? six Ephesians chapter six verses ten. I'm gonna read from the ESV. Okay, it says Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me that words may be given to me, in my in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which... I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I out to speak. Okay, let's look at verses 10 and 11, okay? I'm going to read it one time. It says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Not my own might. His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Now, I obviously emphasize in verse 10, right? His might. Now, it doesn't say in my own mind, in my own strength, right? So it says in his strength, in his might, Right? You know, this past weekend, uh, at the retreat, uh, at New Philadelphia Churchwide Retreat, uh, one of our, we call her Mama, some people, she was the executive director of Amaze before you uh, this past year, uh, Pastor Aaron, she was sharing about her baby Shiloh. You know, uh, and she was talking about how babies, when they're young, uh, you know, they have no neck muscles. On the tummy, and she's just like on the tummy, and she just every time like whoop, her head falls, and she starts crying and crying and crying because she's not comfortable. Obviously, she's hurt, you know. But she was sharing how, you know, like even though she was crying and she wanted to, obviously, she has. She's her mom. She doesn't want to see her child cry. She still chose to, you know, like you have to go through this. You need to build your neck muscle. You need to bring. You need to build strength. Right, and so despite what she naturally felt, she was like, you know, she just had to continue to let her fall, continue to let her fall. And strangely, that night, actually, when I was listening to that word, that whole this past weekend, my neck was actually hurting really bad. So when she said that, I was like, hey, is it? A co- it was like a coincidence, you know. I was like, is it a coincidence, you know? And so um, I was like, no way! Uh, I felt like I was speaking to me. I was kind of like praying and praying like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And Pastor Aaron was saying, you know, the baby she needed the revelation that she had strength. She needed the baby had to know that she had strength. You know. And in that same way I felt like God was speaking to me and telling me that, man, have I been relying on my own strength a lot? Have I been just relying on my own might? You know, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. But eventually it's like a, a battery. Uh the battery eventually dies, right? But, isn't that sometimes how our Christian life is? You feel like, oh, I'm burned out. So, you need it. And you come to God, put a new battery. Put a new battery. Put a new battery. But, man, that is not of God, and that's not how God wants us to live our life. He doesn't want us to live in a life of maintenance, but a progression. You know? And so, <clears throat> you know, like, kind of, God's like a rechargeable battery, I guess you want to say it like that. He's a rechargeable. He just doesn't go out. You know? And so, You know, I was praying, and I was praying, and I was like, man, what are you trying to tell me, God, you know? He was like, I want you to, I'm trying to build discipline, you know? And, you know, like, like we saw in the video, you know, and I told you about Greg Popovich. He had humble beginnings, you know, in the beginning. You know, and, um, yeah, you know, like, everything is progressive, you know? You continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger in anything that you do, you know? Whether it's working out, whatever it may be. God ultimately wants to let you know, and I felt like this was the word for you guys today, you know, that through my might, I'm showing you how powerful you really are. Do you know how powerful you really are? You know, God doesn't want to just do everything for you. You know, if you have perfect perfect circumstances, like, you don't build anything. You don't build character, right? You know, like, yeah, he wanted, he wanted, he wanted so let me know and I feel like He wants to let you guys know today that you can do all things through Him who gives you strength. Amen? You know, And so number one, you guys could jot this down. Believe and know that you are powerful because God is almighty and He gives you perfect strength. Say that again. Believe and know that you are powerful because God is almighty and He gives you perfect strength. You know, I just want to share another thing. Like, that day, one of these girls uh, in my small group, she... Had this uh, scoliosis. You guys know what scoliosis is, right? And she had this for a long time. And um, she actually felt led during one of the the, ser- the sermons to like pray, touch her back, and pray for her back, her own back. You know. And then uh, she felt some tingling sensation. In, and then when the ser- service ended, she came up and we were like kind of brief- debriefing and talking. And she was saying, "I feel like God's challenging me right now. And, you know. And it's like I still feel like a tingling se- sensation. I feel heat." I feel like my bones are kind of, like, moving, you know? I was like, really, right now? You know? And we were like, yeah. I was like, let's just pray for you right now. We are like, we all gathered. It was like, we just prayed for her. You know? We sealed. We're like, we prayed and we said, we seal, God. We know that you are Jehovah Rapha. You love your daughter. And we just pray, Father, that you continue to fulfill what you're doing right now, Lord. You know, we prayed for her, right? And despite, you know, what she felt, or she could have, you know, even after we prayed, she, she didn't feel fully better yet, but she was like, I feel something is still happening. I still feel something's moving, you know. And at that moment, I told her, and I shared kind of my testimony of, when I first came to Korea, I had uh, something called patella tendinitis on my knee. And when I experienced healing for the first time in my life, uh, before I came to Korea in 2012, same thing happened. A guy came up to me and he said, do you believe that God wants to heal you? And I was like, yeah, I guess. You know, God loves me. But I've seen, I saw healing all around me before in my life. But for myself, I, I didn't really, I don't know, I guess believe. You know, I knew who God was, but I didn't believe it for myself. You know? So number two, I want to say choose faith, not doubt or disbelief in places of uncertainty. Psalm chapter 3, verse two, 2 to 3 says this. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me my glory, and the lifter of my head. You know? And so like, just, just, if you look at the Bible, you see so many people with faith, right? With great faith. Peter, you know, he, he was one of the disciples, 12 disciples, and he chose faith. He came, When Jesus called him the midst of a storm, he came out of the boat, despite what he saw, naturally. He, said, he was in a storm, dark. He must have been going through so many emotions, right? It's dark, it's pitch black probably, waves crashing, it's cold maybe. And he decided, you know, when he heard Jesus, he's like, in their right mind just come out of the boat if you think about it and walk right but the fact that he came out of the boat that took faith right you know he he fixed his eyes on who God was you know you know when you're in the midst of a storm you know we need to fix our eyes on him and um, yeah just after like I said I shared my testimony to her you know uh, I asked her can you can you pray for me because I, you know, my neck was still injured, and, and she didn't have kind of the faith for it in the beginning, but I said, you know, just to be simple prayer, you know, just believe that you were you were healed, and just, very simple, 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 my neck, and in the beginning, like, she was scared, it was her first time, but she did it, and I mean, that day, I did feel better, but this morning, when I woke up, my neck pain was gone, completely gone. So sometimes right away it might not happen, right, naturally, in the, right away in the beginning. But you have a decision to make. You can choose to have faith, right? Or you can choose, oh, whatever, it, maybe I'll come back. Maybe it was just by luck or adrenaline or something, you know. This so is number three I want to say rejoice in the process and be persistent. Don't give up. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4 says Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You know, sometimes we need to learn how to celebrate the small victories, despite the humble beginnings. You know? If you don't, you won't appreciate the the finale. Like here, you know, if I said uh, obviously like if this was a objective for you to get it in here. You know, I said, go, go for it, right? And you miss, and you miss, and you miss. All of you, obviously, you missed, right? Um, obviously, there was no progression because I only gave you one try, right? Uh, but yeah, like, for example, I'm going to be doing this 20K race in June 13th. It's called Spartan Race. It's a 20K race, 25 obstacle course. I think some uh, of the ladies here are actually doing it. Uh, they'll be doing a little bit lesser version, but that doesn't mean that it's but yeah, they'll be doing it too, you know? And so, when I thought of that, I was like, man, why am I doing this first of all? I was like, why am I doing this, you know? Um, I guess to challenge myself, you know, I guess, because it produces character, you know, uh, I guess I was putting myself in a position, an opportunity to to display kind of like perseverance and persistence, you know, through the obstacle courses, right? You know, but like I said before, like, when we're doing it alone, there's like this confidence that I don't have sometimes. When I'm, I'm doing it with a bunch of people. But if I were doing it alone, I feel like I'd be less confident. I'd be a little scared, a little fearful of, man, I don't know if I could do this alone. You know? But, man, when we do it together, when we're in a community, like, man, that's there's so much more power in community. And it kind of, community helps you to realize, man, like, like God, you understand who God originally created you to be through that community? Obviously it doesn't mean that I'm not supposed to train and prepare before that's not what I'm saying. You know. You have to know the obstacles ahead of you. You know, and you have to train strategically. You know, I can't go in blind, you know. Um, and so we have to confront the challenge, you know. I know that coming June thirteenth, like it's not gonna be easy. It's, it might hurt, I might get injured maybe a little bit. I hope not, you know. But I know that through the support of the community through my friends, through people that really care about me, like, I'm gonna fulfill, I'm gonna reach that finish line, you know what I mean? Um, and that's when we'll be able to reap, I'll, I'll be able to fully reap, like, everything that I sowed into it. You know, I'll see the labor, see the fruit. You know, and so, yeah, now, sometimes we have to understand that we're not alone in this race, you know, you guys know that, you know. Yeah, and so, John, you know, let me just read. uh, John chapter 10, verse 15, it says, Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. You know, it's really important that we know who God is, but also who God calls us to be. Both are crucial. If you have one and you don't have the other, like, it's not full revelation. You're not in your full purpose and calling that, that, that you can really walk in. You know, you have to know that. You have to know how the enemy attacks you and how he wants to attack you. How many of you, when you came back, maybe? For those who went to retreat, like everything was perfect. Maybe you hit a frustration already. For maybe the day of you came back, all these problems started. All the schoolwork, all this, all this. You you have to expectingly know that it's not going to be a perfect circumstance. You're coming back. You, you're from the retreat and you're ready to advance, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. There's a struggle, but there that struggle is there for us to overcome. You know, and so sometimes like. You know, that's, like the things that you're struggling with the most, those times can going to be where God's ca- drawing you closer to him, you know. You know, you see, like the Christian life is not a focus on that it of, oh, I need the problem of, I need to, I need to be more patient. Uh, I wish I could wake up on time and stop snoozing like 50, 60 times. Um, you know, my laziness, procrastination, you know. We focus on the problem so much, the sin, right? But it's not about the sin; it's about Him. You know, the next time you're circling around all that issue, like really stop and think. Like, man, focus on like, what's the root? Well, well, why am I struggling with this? You know? you, you, you don't want to put so much focus on it, on the problem, on the issue, but you got to focus on God and what He's doing inside of you to build something inside of you to overcome it. You know, the world will say that you have to finish what you started. Pastor Joel, he preached, what, what was the title? Do you guys remember last, uh, last week? He's not finished with you yet, right? But, you know, the world will say to you, like, you have to finish what you started. But you see, you're not the one who started it. God's grace is more than enough. He's the one who started it. You know, his grace is more than enough and he's sufficient. Amen? So, you know, the enemy always wants to like say, "Hold on, wait a little," procrastinate. You know, you have all these things in your mind, all these tasks that you you want to complete. But for me, I'll just be vulnerable. Like, man, it's, like, it's, like even now, sometimes like I have a list of things that I need to do that week, and it just carries on to the following week, to the following week, into the following week. I'm like, man, and that just drives me crazy because I feel like I'm not being productive. I'm not being steward. I'm not stewarding what God's giving me. Annoys me because I know it. You know, I know the root, but I've been fo- focusing so much on it, on my own willpower to try to do this by myself. You know, you know the enemy he doesn't want us. Want you guys to fulfill your purposes. You guys know that, right? Yeah. He doesn't. You know, and so you know, I, I felt like really it a little bit because of that. You, know? but you see, like these, like I've been listening. Uh, some of the staff we've been listening to the power of. Same by a a sermon preacher from Elevation Church. He's a pastor called Stephen Furtick, and it's been just rocking me the past few days. I just want to share a little bit of excerpt excerpt of what he was saying. You know, he said he said this: "The part of the saying, the problem is the pattern. Don't get destiny confused with decisions. You are not your patterns. You know, if you change the pattern, God can change the product. You know, examples: I'm always late. I'm not smart enough. I'm disorganized. I won't be influential." Know, be active you know all these things like we think that that's us and that becomes our identity our struggle becomes our identity you know? and yeah that, that's a complete lie that's a complete lie that's a deception of the enemy and so yeah like what you know what god wants you guys to know is like man you guys are powerful but through his strength through his might you guys have to know that you have to rely on it. It's not on your own willpower. God is giving you the strength. God is giving you the might. You know? And it's like that daily, daily priority to put God first. It's to seek God first. You know? So, I'm going to read, just again, the, the end of uh, Ephesians chapter 6, one more time. Um, it says, verses 14, Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, for which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Are you, you know, something that I've been thinking about a lot, you know. Are you guys, are you guys okay with the fact that, man, at retreats, or at this... Like, my life, it looks like this right now. But when we go, we get, we get like, all these revelations of who God is. We see growth, right? But when you come back, you feel like, man, after, like, a week or two weeks, like, this, this is my realization of what, what the norm is. They just have to adjust. You know? Like, we have to come ready knowing that, man, these obstacles and these struggles that are coming, it's... Re- You have to come ready knowing what they are and how to really position yourself and respond. We have to enjoy the process. Just enjoy the process. And so I'm going to invite up uh, Johnny over here. Why don't you guys just um, close your Bibles?